We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. KJ Podcast, my people. It's been way too long since I hit the red record button. So much is going on in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers. We need to get into a couple topics, get you my thoughts. I am actually sitting in a midtown Manhattan hotel room right now. I'm on a little East Coast trip, getting away from California, seeing some friends, some family. Actually trying to link up with Dave Fooch from Niners Nation this weekend in D.C. Meeting of the minds. Hopefully that goes down. Shout out to my Washington Capitals real quick before we get into the NFL. My hockey team I grew up rooting for makes the Stanley Cup Finals last night. I was in, I think it's Greenwich Village at JoJo's Philosophy. My buddy Russell Hamilton, bunch of DC people partying deep into the night. DC sports, we don't normally triumph, so you got to take these moments when they come. Really fun atmosphere to watch that in NYC with a bunch of DC peeps. Let's start off with what could become the most major news for this 49ers defense in many, many years. Ruben Foster is cleared in court of domestic violence charges. The judge makes the Santa Clara DA look foolish. They didn't do their research. They didn't do their homework. They did not investigate this case properly. They brought charges too quickly on the linebacker. The first major point to make 
is something I tweeted. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, it took major balls for them to believe their troubled linebacker over the district attorney of Santa Clara. It was almost baffling that they didn't believe these charges and would have really hurt their reputation. Say they stuck with by Ruben and it came out, there was even more evidence that he did this. It would have been a black mark on their resume. Wouldn't have ruined their reputation, but it would have been like, hey, not only did they blow a first-round pick, they tried to stick by him when this guy was clearly guilty. These guys had intuition about Ruben. I don't know what Foster told them about his ex-girlfriend's history with making stuff up and her criminal background, but I think a lot of GMs and coaches around the league would have panicked, would have cut the player right away, and all of a sudden, Reuben Foster cleared of charges. He still has the marijuana arrest. There's still a misdemeanor gun charge. I think he's going to be suspended three to five games just because the NFL is trying to send him a message. Don't get in trouble again. We want you to be one of our faces of the league. I think they are going to be stern with the punishment. That's just how Roger Goodell goes, and we'll get into him for sure today. But this changes the 49ers' defense. Last year down the stretch when the Niners went 5-0, and look at the run defense. They were incredible, and Reuben Foster was often covering up for Brock Coyle. He was playing essentially Mike and Will in the run game. It was very difficult to run up the middle. I think this defense and this team, I think he adds a win or two just by being back on the field, even if he's playing 10 games this season. He's way better than Malcolm Smith. I mean, Reuben Foster is arguably a top five linebacker in the league already. I'll take Bobby Wagner over him. I'll take Luke Keekley over him. Levante David. Those are the only three that had a higher PFF grade. And those probably are the only three on film that can do a little bit more than Ruben. Still has some things to prove in coverage. But remember that week 17 Rams game, he was guarding Tavon Austin 30 yards down the field. Ruben Foster is the centerpiece of this defense You got him with pick 31. You're not sure how great Solomon Thomas is going to end up being as a defensive end. You needed Ruben Foster to be on your team. This news couldn't be bigger for this defense, for this franchise. And I think it brings the locker room closer together. Knowing that Lynch and Shanahan stuck by this guy, you guarantee people in that locker room are talking about this news and just how their head coach and GM handled it. So 49ers coming out of this situation they're winning the offseason right now. They locked up Jimmy G. They love their free agent moves with Jarek McKinnon, Weston Richburg. They like their draft with McGlinchey. They got rid of Trent Brown, who was hurting the run game. Now, Reuben Foster is back. Richard Sherman's on the defense. Adrian Colbert, a whole year of him at safety at a high level. Jimmy Ward as a depth piece. Lots going to be on Akilah Witherspoon's plate for this defense to perform well. Lots going to be on the pass rush. We've really hammered that point home on the KJ podcast, but... There are so many good vibes from this team in a month where nothing is normally going on for most teams. The 49ers are getting players back, are looking to the future, and they are solidifying with a bunch of pieces. I'm happy for Ruben. I only got to know him for a couple months there before I left KMBR. I vibed with him. I love his energy. I think I hope and pray for this team for him. This was the last speed bump that he's going to be a shining little angel that he and Richard Sherman are going to start bonding a lot in that locker room. They're going to start going to dinners together. And I think this thing is going to scar him up a little bit because so many people were hurling insults at him. He's been quiet on social media 
As I reported, he's been training at Empowered Gym in San Francisco with a bunch of NFL type of trainers. So he has been working out. And he returns to the 49ers today, Thursday. Huge news, huge positive uplift in the spirits. And as Joe Staley said, he's going to give him a big bear hug and let's move on. Let's, let's move on from domestic violence, Ruben Foster. It did not happen in a court of law. You know, I, I have some people tweeting, oh, the 49ers covered this up. Oh, do you really believe this? Doesn't matter what happened. The court of law is how we do this in this country. And I believe Ruben Foster, to be honest. I, I don't believe the 49ers went this far out of their way to pay a victim. I mean, if that ever came out, they, they'd be done. They, there would be so much backlash. Way worse than just, you know, they could find another linebacker in the draft. Number 56 is back. Savage is on the field. That's news number one. The other major news on a Wednesday, the NFL coming up with its national anthem guidelines, backlash all across the league. I actually think this is going to end up dividing the owners and players more. And the owners are so far out of touch with reality. They thought this was a good compromise. They were like, okay, players, you don't want to protest. Just go in the locker room, do your thing. We can't have you on our field kneeling because our corporate sponsors are really upset. Our conservative fans who spend money are writing letters and are really upset. And at the end of the day, those people matter more than a handful of players who want to stand up and do this. Um, I think it's preposterous that people are this offended by Eric Reed's and Chris Long's taking a knee and, and fighting for something. They're doing it during the National Anthem to make a point. It is not about the National Anthem. There's so many people who don't understand this debate. I'm not a liberal person at all. I'm not a social justice warrior. You won't see me tweet things. But when the NFL takes away rights from players and their platform, and these are athletes who should be allowed to do this they should be allowed to do whatever they want i get the counter argument the nfl makes its own rules it's a private institution they are they don't guarantee the first amendment rights but i mean seriously it's come to this you have to silence players actually there's gonna be more protests this year there's gonna be a lot of teams paying fines and a lot more guys who want to stick their middle finger up at the nfl and when is it 2019 or 2020 maybe it's 2021 when the CBA comes up, this is going to be a huge issue and could lead to a strike or a lockout. D. Smith, NFLPA, all these people, they talked to Rooney and other people in February, March, where it seemed like the NFL wasn't going to make drastic changes like this. It's pretty pathetic. Again, as I said, the owners think this is a compromise. They think they're giving the players their platform just to not do it on the field. Players are what make the NFL run. The XFL, the, the Alliance Football League, those, won't, those aren't the NFL because they don't have the talented players. These players, there's a lot going on in our country right now. This, again, this is a win for President Trump too. You can think however you want about him, but he's going to use this in his campaign, whoever his opponent is in 2020. I got the NFL to change. The owners caved to me. The NFL should have been above this. The they, they could have come up with a better compromise. Don't think it's going to turn people away. or It's just it's polarizing the league more. I think they should have left it alone. 
and just dealt with the punches because I don't think the negative backlash was that bad. TV ratings are down in general, not just the NFL's TV ratings. People are watching TV less and less. They're watching things on their screen. The ratings are down. So when people say, oh, the NFL ratings, they were crushed by this anthem scandal. Not really. I think 17 of the top 30 shows so far this year have still been NFL games. So thought Chris Long really put it perfectly. This is fear of a diminished bottom line, fear of sponsors walking away. This is forced patriotism. Patriotism shouldn't be demanded. It's best when we rise up and are Americans together. The NFL is falling short on this issue. They've fallen short on domestic violence, on a bunch of other issues. And listen, I am not liberal. Again, like this isn't me standing on a soapbox. This is the NFL alienating its players. And I think there's going to be an uprising and a lot of teams paying fines. Speaking of that, Jed York, the only owner not to vote yes to these guidelines. He, he has courage for doing that because a lot of owners probably are going to hold that against him. But in his heart, deep down, he did not want to support this. And Jed York has been awesome. This has been his breakout moment as an owner to let Kaepernick do that, to let Eric Reed do that, to stand up for the players. Um, Jed York has handled this well. He didn't vote no because it would have ostracized him further. I believe that Jerry Joneses and, and Dan Snyder's, the really conservative owners, would have held that against Jed York in future voting. So he stood up and, and, and didn't vote, and I give him the courage for doing that. And I think similar to the Jets uh, acting owner, Chris Johnson, right now, Jed York will pay fines. I think you still, you'll see Eli Harold and some other members still kneel before games. And I think Kyle Shanahan will come out and say, we support our players. We don't care what the league says. He won't say it in those words, but Kyle will support his players. Jed York will support the players. Obviously, John Lynch will too. Niners sitting in a good spot with this anthem issue. Other teams, other owners are putting pressure on their front offices and players and staffers to say, hey, we can't have this. And that's why the ruling came up, and that's why it was the big thing at the league meetings. Um, yeah, so I, I give Jed York some props there. A lot of people were saying he should have voted no. It wasn't going to matter. What, 31 to 1? So Niners, again, this doesn't impact them as much as other teams, but this anthem issue is inflamed more now. It's not going away. This decision, the NFL, I think, backfired completely in their face. Let's get to the new jerseys last night unveiled at the State of the Franchise event. The white 1994. So slick. I wish I could wear them more than one game. I, I hope they wear the white pants with the normal white jerseys too. I, I don't mind the white on the gold pants, but switch it up some. I wish the NFL was a little more lenient with these jersey rules sounds like they're going to ditch the black the all black that was the end of a Trent Baalke era there 2015 2016 when they wore those and and last year for the color rush against the Rams yeah I'd say those are out what game do they pick to wear the white jerseys do you do it against your rival the Rams do you wait longer you got to do it at home cool part is that I mean they're going to capitalize on so many jersey sales whether People now want the Jerry Rice. He was at the event. Obviously, everyone wants Jimmy G, Reuben Foster, now that we know he's going to be back in the picture for a while. Fun little event for fans. I, I think unveiling a new alternate jersey once a year is a great idea. 
faithful then, faithful now. I, yeah, I got, I got to give this team props. I've crushed the 49ers in the past for some of their marketing slogans. I, I like it. It has the John Lynch feel to it. We want to get back to our roots. I remember covering OTAs last year. Steve Young just showed up randomly. More alumni are going to get involved. Jerry Rice has been involved running routes at practices. There's a much better feel in the air. Yet Steve Young on KBR last year saying there was acrimony. There was a divorce when Eddie D gave up the team to the Yorks where we didn't feel as welcome. I, I think finally, 18 years, 19 years later, that feeling is evaporating. And John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are at the forefront of that. Jed York made the decision to hire these guys. He broke things clean. Can you imagine if he only fired Trent Baalke and kept Chip Kelly a year and did another shotgun marriage with the GM where the 49ers would be right now? Dear God, they would not be in good shape. And I was a Chip fan. Look at Colin Kaepernick's stats. The reason why people are arguing Cap should still be in the league, Chip Kelly has a ton to do with that. He propped him up especially in the first half of games. I mean, the 49ers were scoring 14, 17 points often in the first quarter, second quarter under Chip Kelly. But, good Lord, if they still had him and a shotgun marriage with the GM, who would be the quarterback of this team? What would the defense look like? Um, Thank God the 49ers don't have to deal with that. Big fan of the New Jerseys. Let's do a little bit of OTAs. Just a quick couple of notes on some guys. Trent Taylor dealing with back spasms. So am I. Holy shit, for the first time in my life having back spasms, they are so painful and they come on randomly throughout the day. I haven't worked out in two weeks because these things are just debilitating. So I think he's probably been trying to lift too hard or you know, maybe Dante Pettis arriving. He's putting a lot of pressure on himself because they're going to be competing for reps in the slot. That is something to monitor because if he misses time and Dante Pettis is exploding during OTAs, Trent Taylor might lose some of his reps here. It's really early. There's still going to be training camp. But if there's any rookie who had a really good year who will see possibly a lesser role, it does sound like it's going to be Trent Taylor. And that's, I think they're going to have to operate out of shotgun four wide receivers. I said last year, right when they traded for Jimmy G, you're going to see more Patriots style play calls because that's what Jimmy G has practiced for years. He's comfortable in the shotgun four wide. A lot of quick. I mean, I love a four wide receiver set of Garcon, Goodwin, Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis. Let's see. I mean, Pettis has got to earn it, but he's got those Trent Taylor shifty feet where he can win on a three yard little slant. He can do a lot of crossing patterns, quick plays. So yeah, Trent Taylor, that's something to watch though. Um, his, his back spasms, let's hope those don't flare up. That That's not a good injury. To have maybe that's more of a baseball thing where it flares up a lot, but um, he's gonna miss some time there in OTAs. Fred Warner, they're putting him at Mike, which I thought's interesting. Let's see where he lines up when Reuben Foster is back. I guess, yeah, they, they want him to be the Mike and eventually Reuben to be the Will. Uh, maybe that's because Fred they like how he communicates and. He can call audibles. Maybe they trust him more and they want Ruben to just focus on other things. But the mic is typically more of your run defender and the will typically more your pass guy. And Fred Warner played like slot nickelback at BYU. He's really good in coverage. Maybe they're just teaching him Mike now. I thought that was interesting though. Brock Coyle is obviously still recovering from injury. They started Corey Toomer too. They're showing the veteran there some respect. I I tweeted Michael Kendricks would have made sense maybe if this – 
hearing with, with Foster. If he does get suspended five games, like I said, Michael Kendricks is out there, which I doubt he'll be. Um, 49ers might take a glance, but Michael Kendricks is a guy they really liked. I got that tidbit after last year's draft. They were looking to trade for him. Um, it, it's unlikely because their linebackers are, are strength, but you have cap room. Um, I, I would not hate the move to really just bolster a position. But again, you do want to get Fred Warner reps this season. There's just there's no room for Michael Kendricks, even though he's a damn good football player. I, I guess it's a salary cap thing with the Eagles, but Jim Shorts really figured out how to use him last year as an effective blitzer and in coverage. So, I mean, I, I'd rather have Michael Kendricks than Eli Harold. i got to be completely honest. He can play Sam linebacker. That's going to be an issue. Um, I'm just stunned how long Eli Harold's leash has been, how many starts and how much playing time he's gotten. Great dude. Um, good for that locker room. He just hasn't made really any plays in his career. Um, we'll see. And then, the, I mean, I think the most person to gain confidence at OTAs and really their standing on the team is Akilo Witherspoon. He's going to be going up against Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garcon often in practice. I think that's a great test and challenge for Akilo. Sounds like Tarverius Moore, it's going to be a slow burn this year. I remember tweeting best case scenario that he platoons with Akilo. Maybe not year one, but again, how do you get better as a cornerback without playing? Akilo had a great first year. So did Richard Robinson. This time last year, he was penciled in as a number one corner. Kyle and John Lynch had evaluated the film, were comfortable with him marking the top guy week in, week out. He got traded midway through the season. I don't think that'll happen with a kilo, but I think now is a good time, good test. I would put him up against Garcon as much as possible, really get his him tested because if Richard Sherman returns at full strength and is Richard Sherman, a kilo Weatherspoon is going to get picked on. He's going to get targeted a ton, and I think he has the most to gain and grow from OTA's KJ podcast. We are firing away here. Quick one in a New York City hotel. Funny story. It's actually the Lowe's Regency. I ran into Michael Cohen in the lobby. There's paparazzi outside traveling with my girlfriend. She also had a business trip here to New York, hooking it up with an incredible hotel. Um, Yeah, Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, ran into him. A lot of news being dropped on this podcast. We're talking Trump's lawyers. We're talking district attorneys, domestic violence. That's the NFL. Real life is intertwined with this sport. It's 365. It's all the time. We're going to be getting more reports out of OTAs from the Mayoko Barrows, Cam Inman, Chris Biederman, Dave Lombardi. Great guys out there. As we do on this podcast, we'll analyze their news, spin it forward. We didn't really get to this. I think Ruben Foster plays 10 games this year the defense is 13th or 14th in the league and the offense is top 10 that's nine or 10 wins if he comes in there and teams cannot run against this team and they have to throw you put them in obvious passing situations the 49ers are going to win and upset possibly the Packers they could beat the Chargers or Chiefs, if Ruben's only suspended one or two games, his presence alone changes the game plan, changes personnel groupings. I, I cannot overstate how humongous this news is that he's cleared of charges. Regime stood by him, put their necks on the line, believed his word. Just so much positive vibes from the 49ers now. 
we'll get into more stuff. Uh, it'd been 10 days or so since I recorded a pod. Wanted to get my thoughts out there to my loyal listeners. Thank you for powering me, guys. The, the numbers have been multiple thousands away from KMBR on my own network by myself. Had some cool guests, though. Adam Kaplan, Evan Silva. We're going to try and get Greg Rosenthal on coming up soon. Mike Silver. Probably going to have Vic Carucci on, a Hall of Fame voter, talk about the league. A couple guests that I've been texting, going to line up throughout the summer here as we expand this KJ podcast. Thank you for listening. Congrats to my Washington Capitals. Congrats to my good buddy, Russell Hamilton. And we will talk to you again next week. We're out. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at OldNavy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.